These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. The creepy and the paranormal is not limited to a few places or a few people. At all times and at all places, it coexists with us. Just waiting waiting to be seen. <laughs> Needing justice. Undisclosed location. United Kingdom, circa 2016. Jane was a law-abiding citizen and came from a good family. They were raised in the United Kingdom in one of the smaller cities. However, not all members of the family were the same. Her brother Ace unfortunately got mixed up with a bad crowd when he was quite young, and he got into trouble often. This led into adulthood, and eventually, Ace would end up spending some time in jail. Unfortunately, during his time in jail in around 2016, Ace passed away while in custody. He died in mysterious circumstances while in the jail, and obviously the family wanted some answers as to what happened. After making several inquiries throughout the first day, the prison director informed the family that Ace had simply fallen asleep in his cell and never woken up. Aside from this, however, no further information had been provided to them. Despite the family's insistence, the jail granted them no right to see him after he passed, and this weighed heavily on the family as well. The news shocked the family, and the adults didn't know how to deal with the news. They decided that they wouldn't tell the children just yet, at least until they had some answers. The same night that the family received the shocking news, they went to bed exhausted and understandably upset. That night Jane also put her daughter to sleep while the adults prepared for bed. Jane went about locking up the house and noticed that about half an hour or so later that her daughter Gail started to stir. She tried to keep the noise down so that Gail wouldn't wake up and the next thing she knew, she could hear small footsteps in the house. Jane turned around startled to see little Gail walking around looking for her. She asked Gail why she was awake. Calm, but visibly tired as she was rubbing her eyes and yawning, Gail told Jane that someone was in her room and had woken her up. Jane wanted clarification. Little Gail said that her uncle Ace was in her room. A cold chill ran through Jane's body. She asked, What do you mean, honey? Again, Gail repeated that Uncle Ace was in her room and was sitting at the end of her bed, and she added, Mama, he is really mad. Now, Jane hadn't told her that he had passed away and was stunned into silence. Eventually, she said to Gail, It's okay, honey, there's no one there. Gail shook her head and insisted, no, Mama, he is very angry, and he is mad at the police. He says that they hurt him really badly. 
Why did they hurt him, Mummy? Jane was thoroughly creeped out. Her body ran cold, and of course, on checking her daughter's room, there was nothing there. Soon enough it was proven that what little Gail had said was true. The truth soon emerged, and the real story wasn't that Ace had just fallen asleep and never awoken. The real story was that there had been a riot at the jail, and Ace had been caught up in it. When the special unit arrived to stop and neutralise the prisoners, it was during this incident that three of the officers had beat him to death. Hi guys, thank you for your ongoing support and being fans of the show. I just wanted to let you all know that we now have a website at www.chillingtruetales.com. Feel free to check it out. You can listen to all my episodes there, read about any updates, and feel free to leave a review. Also, if you have had a strange experience that you'd like to share, please get in contact with me and let me know all about it. I love hearing your true creepy stories. I think we all love the creepy and the strange, and that's why we're here. Ghosts, demons, UFOs, aliens, cryptids, urban legends and more. If it's creepy and weird, it has a home here. Coming home, Cape Town, South Africa, 1961. Johnny was young when this occurred, and yet he recalled it vividly. He was in Standard 4 of his schooling, which is an intermediate phase of schooling. To give you all an idea of what level that is, in most countries it would probably be considered middle school. Now in those days, Johnny had a regular routine. He would leave for school in the mornings, and after attending school for the day, he had to return home, cook supper, and then go back to completing his homework for the evening. On one particular day, Johnny went home with a classmate. He made his way through the solid wooden door at the front of the home with his long metal key that he kept safely tucked away. He noticed that his parents weren't home from work yet. So he continued with his regular routine though, and he started to prepare some food. He and his friend put their bags down and went to the kitchen. They prepared themselves some sandwiches to eat and made coffee. Then he put on the primer stove to cook dinner as he normally would. While he stood there speaking to his friend, Johnny took a bite of his sandwich and looked down at the very long passageway that led out to the lounge area and other rooms further back. The way the house was designed though, the dining area was at the back of the house, and the kitchen was separate to the house. So Johnny would close the front door and leave all the other doors open. Where the primer stove was, there was also a table nearby, and down the corridor the front door was visible. Johnny and his friend sat to have their coffees, when both of them heard a sound coming from the front door. They looked at each other confused, and looked down the corridor towards the door. There was nothing there. But Johnny wondered if his parents had returned home. But his parents didn't come through that door. Half shrugging it off, they went to take another sip of coffee, when they heard the noise by the front door again. Starting to get a bit worried, they looked at each other wide-eyed, 
Again they heard a noise at the front door and looked up at the front door at the same time. Just in time to see a dark, shadowy figure of a man coming through the door. The dark shadow made its way into the house without even opening the door and without any sign of struggle it quickly and quietly made its way into the lounge room. Johnny and his friend jumped up from their seats in abject fear. They also screamed and for a moment held each other. They looked around for a way out, and being near a side gate of the house, luckily they were able to quickly duck out of there and ran terrified to a neighbour's house. The two of them were shaking in fright, and the neighbour was not able to calm them down. Johnny wouldn't even go back to his house with a neighbour who offered to take a look and see what was going on. So Johnny waited for his mother to come home and told her what had happened. Johnny was so terrified by what he had seen that he was adamant that he was never going back into his own home. And it was so problematic for the family that his parents had to arrange to move, which they did some three months later. Just before they did move, however, Johnny's mother admitted to him that once another neighbour had told them of some strange goings-on in that house. This neighbour had told his mother that the spirit of a past resident that once lived there and passed away in that house was still believed to be there. Apparently, that past resident would come by from time to time and scare the tenants, and that as a result, those tenants never lasted long in that property. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Get a load of this. California, USA. 2000s. Andrew and his cousin Harry were looking for some work. And living in California meant that picking up work during the summer was a must. They tried asking for a few jobs and were at first unsuccessful. But eventually they managed to get jobs for the summer, delivering items to various places. Now, the deliveries would mainly consist of items like hardware and wood used for building and repairs. They also got the opportunity to work in the store that sold the items, which was great experience for these young men. On one of the mornings that they were in the store, they received a telephone call from a local factory. They informed Andrew that they needed some pipes and other materials, so the order was placed and he and his cousin were sent out to deliver them. Now Andrew said that they would usually not just drop off the materials, but take them inside to where the team was actually working on site. The request was that they were to bring the delivery around the back of the worksite, because the manager would not be there at the time and couldn't receive them. So when they got there, they did as requested and started unloading the materials. As the door was open, they started taking the delivery inside and leaving items in there. Andrew's cousin Harry then walked out of that room 
looking a bit confused. Huh? Andrew looked at him and asked, what's wrong? Harry asked, didn't the guy say that no one was going to be here? Andrew replied, yes, that's right. Harry then started to explain to Andrew that there appeared to be a strange looking guy in that room who was just standing in the corner. Harry had walked in and acknowledged the man, but the man didn't react. He just stood and stared at him. They thought that maybe the worksite had actually left someone behind to supervise the drop after all, and they just shrugged it off at first. They continued to unload materials onto the ground and then moved the parcels into the room one by one. There were a lot of pipes in this delivery, but as they went into the room with the items, Andrew also saw this man, just standing in the corner, still and silent. Andrew and Harry placed some materials on the floor, and Andrew turned to have a look at this quiet, strange man. This guy was actually really weird, Andrew said. The first thing that he noticed about this man was his appearance and his very pale skin, which Andrew noted was very strange for people from California. As they were working away, however, he noticed that the man in the corner slowly started walking towards him. Andrew turned to address him and saw that the man's face was almost expressionless. The man then reached out his hand and touched Andrew's arm. His hands were freezing cold. He asked the man, is anything wrong? And the man with the pale face stared at Andrew and asked, they let someone take over my shift. Why? Andrew was even more confused at this point and responded something along the lines of, I'm sorry, I don't know. I'm just here to deliver things. The answer that Andrew gave almost didn't seem to register as the man, staring blankly, asked the same question. Andrew and Harry looked at each other confused, and this time Harry responded, almost word for word, what Andrew had just said. They continued with their delivery and left without speaking to the man again. The next day, they got a call from the same factory, because they had forgotten some items. When they arrived there on the second occasion, the site manager was there, and he thanked them for doing the job so nicely the day before, when no one was even there. Andrew, confused, told him that someone had been there the day before. The site manager grew concerned because he thought someone had been in his office and asked Andrew to describe the man they had seen. So Andrew and Harry described the man and what had happened the day before. The site manager's expression turned from one of worry to shock. He then told them about who the guy was and explained that it was an old man that used to work there on the site, but he'd had an accident at work and passed away. Apparently, people would see the man there from time to time. If you'd like to submit your own chilling true tale so that your story might be featured in one of these episodes, contact me on seekersosparanormal at gmail.com email details are in the description. Thanks again for joining me. Until next time.